0: Thanks for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. Our hope is that it helps you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. All right, here's the deal. I got to know who I'm dealing with here tonight. And I need to know. There's, there's two options. There's a right answer. So I need to know in this room, I'm going to say both the answers, then I'm going to have you cheer for which one, okay? Tell me whether you're a dog or a cat person, okay? Let me hear it from my cat, people! Okay, listen. I would expect that from a dog person, okay? Let me just say, let me just say. Let me hear it if you're a dog person. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) I, I fully expected that response. And let me tell you, you're all wrong, okay? Cats are better. Cats are better. They are, my cat is better. I have a cat, her name is Nia, she's so cute. Um, but here's the deal, cats are better for a lot of reasons, okay, they're easier to take care of, right? Like, they take care of themselves in a lot of ways, right? They, like overly like love you you know what I mean? They they appropriately love you, right? Because here's, here's the deal with dogs. Dogs overly appropriately love you you know what I mean? Like you know how a dog feels about you so much. They tell you. And if you don't understand what I mean by that, I have a video of what I mean by that. Go. Oh. She's barking. She's barking and singing. That's cute. <laughs> and this little guy pulling the chair, so excited. Cannot wait to get to this guy. Also, you need to know that guy is going, that's my dog. That's my dog. He's so cute. See? You saw. You saw. See? Here's the deal. Dogs, you know exactly how they feel about you. Immediately, right? And it doesn't matter if you were gone for five hours or five days. When you get home, they're all up in your business, right? Like they are telling you that they miss you, that they love you, that they, that they appreciate that you put food in their bowl and water it in their cup. You know what I mean? Like they know that they love you and they make it known that they love you. Whether you fall on the cat side or the dog side of that argument is pointless, but the point is that we sometimes, we can sometimes be like that about things that we love, right? When we are about something, like when we're excited about something, when something has our attention, when we love somebody or something, they, they know, right? Like we have the ability to tell them. And we do that with our words, with our actions, with what we spend our time in, with what we spend our energy on, they know. Right, like some of you sitting right here, right now, because it's not always people that we, that we love and, and, and uh, you know, adore like that. Some, some of you sitting right here, right now, you're not playing video games, but like you're thinking about playing video games. You know what I mean, like it consumes you. It has all of your thoughts. It has, you are planning your day around. Like some of you right now, because I said that, you're scheming, you're like how can I get my mom to say yes to 30 more minutes when I get home, right? Like I gotta play, it's my life. Some of you are sitting here and you're like, you're not playing your sport, but you're thinking about your sport, right? Like you're thinking about what it is that you do in your sport and how much you love it, the people that you play with, what you're gonna do next, right? Like the things that we love to do, the things that we love, they consume our thoughts, they consume our actions, they consume our time, they consume our energy, right? And the Bible actually talks about those types of things with a word, and it's a word that you've heard in the Bible, but most definitely you've heard it here, we've already talked about it tonight, the Bible says that those types of things that we give all of our attention to, that we give all of our time and effort to, that we give our words to, those things are the things that we worship, that's the word that the Bible uses to describe the things that we spend our time and energy on. And the Bible makes a really big claim about what we should worship. The Bible has one very specific thing that we should do with our worship. The Bible says, time and time again, of all the things that human beings like to worship, that human beings like to give their time and energy and effort to, of all those things, God is the only one who is worthy of our worship. God is the only one who's deserving of all of our time, of all of our thoughts, of all of our energy. And when we worship other things, and when we put other things in the place of God, we will be misled. We will end up in a place that we don't belong. And so the Bible says that worship This is the definition that I want you to remember about worship. Worship is when you and I recognize and respond to God. Worship, when when we attribute it to the right person, the one who deserves it, is when we recognize and respond to God. Psalm 100 says it like this. It says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth." And respond, recognize God is our Lord. The Father is the one who deserves our worship. He is the shepherd and we are the sheep. He is faithful. He is the one who we can trust. He is good and his love endures forever. Recognize that that is who God is and respond, shout for joy, all the earth. That's what Psalm 100 says. And so you and I, as we think about worship, because you're not alone if you think of worship as a very specific activity, raise your hand if, if you think of worship primarily as singing songs. Anybody? Yeah. We think of worship as singing songs. And let me tell you this: worship is singing songs, but it is not just singing songs. A man named A.W. Tozer, who, who spent his, pretty much his entire life studying worship and studying what that means, he came to the conclusion that actually you and I, we were made to worship. And that worship, it's not just singing songs, but it does contain singing songs. It does include singing songs. It's not just praying and speaking to God and telling him and asking him for things. It is not just prayer, but it does contain prayer, it does include prayer, worship, is living a life that follows God fully. That's, what, that's, the, that's the conclusion that he came to about what our lives should be. So what does it mean to recognize God? What does it look like to recognize God? Because the reality is that you and I, we won't worship things that we don't know, right? You can think about things in your life that you hold really dearly, And it's helpful for us to think about the things in our life that we love, the people that we love, and how we spend time with them. Because when you look at those things, what you'll find out is the things that you are so in love with in your life, the things that you are so excited about in your life, are typically things that you know a lot about. Right? Typically, the things that you worship, the things that you're consumed by in your life, they're things that you know a lot about. Like, if you saw a football player on the street, you would recognize them, right? Because you watch them every Sunday. Every, like every time they're on the field, you're watching them. You recognize them because of the good things that you attribute to them as a player, right? And so we have to recognize God. And so some of you might be sitting here and you're like, okay, maybe I need to start there. If you are wondering what this God is like, that we come here every single week and we worship, here's my encouragement to you. Ask. Ask him. Ask God. The Bible says that God has made himself available to us so that we could know him, so that we could recognize his voice like a sheep recognizes their shepherd's voice. So ask him. Ask your adult leaders sitting next to you what is God like? What have you seen God to be like in your life? Recognize who God is. Romans 11:33 is this kind of this poem that's written to, to acknowledge who God is. It's this recognition of who God is, and then it goes on eventually to say, "And because of that, there's a certain response. So let me read Romans 11:33. It says, oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Whoever has given to God that God should repay them. For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Here is one thing that I love about our worship to God. There are never enough words to say. There is never enough song to sing. There are never, en- There's never enough knowledge to have because we will always and continually be finding new things out about God. He will always be bigger than us. His thoughts will always be higher than ours. And so when we recognize God as the king, as the father of our life, as the savior of our life, as the Lord of our life, we talked about that on Sunday morning for those of you that were there what we begin to realize is that there is a response. When we recognize who God is, there is a response. And and scripture says, we will know God because he is wholly different than us. God is completely different. And the Bible uses this word over and over and over to to describe God as holy. God is holy. Holy. God is completely, that word means set apart. It means different. God is the only one that we could attribute perfect moral behavior to. He is the only one who is completely perfect and good. And that is completely different than us. And so part of recognizing who God is is also recognizing who you are. Part of recognizing the person that you are to worship is recognizing that you are not the one being worshipped. But God is more than just this infatuation. He's more than this obsession that we have. In fact, it says that whether or not we worship God, even the rocks would cry out to God to worship him because all of creation understands who God is and who they are. And so, recognize who God is and recognize who you are. Here's what I want to do right now. I'm going to give you just a second. What I want you to do is I want you to think in your head, what is one thing that you know to be true about God? What's one thing that when you think of who God is, you think, man, I am so glad that our God is like this. Fill in the blank, okay? I want you to think about it. Are you thinking? Yeah, okay, okay. Now, on the count of three, I want you to shout out that word that you were thinking of. What is the word that you think of when you think of God? Are you ready? Do you have a word? Okay. Three, two, one. I heard all of those. It sounded like savory. That's what it sounded like to me. Sure, he could be that way. So God, that's the, that's the other cool thing about God, is that when we gather together in a big room like this, one of the coolest things is that if we were to go around and individually ask and actually hear each person's response, we would, have, we would hear different responses. And that's why we do things like come together each week and, and sing together, because God is the same right? He is the same person, but he has revealed himself as good and kind and faithful. And all these people in this room get to share their experience with God. And that's one of the reasons that we do this. We come together like this. So when you recognize who God is, you respond. There are responses we see all throughout Scripture. In fact, one of the most common responses when somebody realizes who God is is to fall on their face. Is to fall on their face. To bow. Because when, like we said, when you recognize who God is, you also recognize who you are. You recognize the, the situation that you are in, that God is King, that God is Lord of your life, and therefore you are not. So there's a response, and a lot of times there's a physical response. You may have noticed that when we gather together in worship, you will see people raise their hands or put their hands out in front of them, or sometimes even kneel. And those are physical responses to the recognition of who God is in our lives. But Romans says that the recognition goes even further than that response. When you recognize who God is, there is a very clear response and it's even bigger than, than a physical action in the moment. So let me read, continue to read in Romans chapter 12. It says, therefore, because of this God that I just described to you, this God who is, who is through, that is, all things are through him and for him and from him, because of that, So, like our friend A.W. Tozer says, worship is not just singing. Worship is not just prayer. Worship is not just raising your hands. Worship is living a life worthy of God's presence. Go about your life and worship in every moment. Because worship is what, it, what consumes you. you worship what you love, you worship what you are consumed by, you worship the things that you are excited about. And God is saying, be excited about me. The Bible is saying, he is the only one worthy of our worship. In fact, uh, in another place in scripture, Jesus describes it kind of like this, when someone asks him, what's the greatest commandment? What, what possibly could sum up all the things that it means to live like you would like us to live? And Jesus says this. He says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says that worship looks like loving God and loving people. There are clear action steps. There are clear ways to live. So for you in your life, what does worship to God look like? It certainly looks like coming together as a group of people and worshiping and singing songs together about God, true things about God, to God, and for God. And that's what we're going to continue to do and practice here together each week. But it also looks like loving your neighbor It also looks like knowing who God is, reading his word, getting to know him like a friend knows a friend. It also looks like asking God what he would maybe want you to spend your time on and be excited about. We say out loud with our words and our lives that God is the only one worthy of our praise and adoration and our love. So, Think right now about your life and the actions and the words and the thoughts about your life that you have. If you were to tally them all up, what are the things that consume your time? What are the things that consume your energy? Who are the people who consume your thoughts? What are the things that you get excited about? And then... Ask God to help you. Ask God to to teach you. Ask God to enter into those thoughts and those excited things and change them. Put him first above all other things because the Bible also says that when we worship anything above God, it's idol worship. We're We're worshiping the created instead of the creator. So what do we do? what do we do right now? Two things. Two things we can do right now today. First one is we worship right now. In just a minute, there's going to be a band that comes back up on this stage. And some of you, you come into this room every single week and you sing these songs with us every single week. And somehow they like roll off your tongue, but if you were to like think of them outside of this room, you'd be like, I don't know those words. And, and so this is my true this is my true charge to you tonight. If you need to not sing in order to hear the words that we are singing, don't sing. Because the words that we're singing about God are true words. And, and when we speak them and when we sing them together, we are actually acknowledging, we're recognizing who God is and we're responding back to him. We're saying, yes, we have seen in our lives that you are good, that you are worth following, that you are, that you have sent your spirit to live inside of us and we believe these things. We are agreeing with you together as a group that these things are true, we're responding. So worship right now. But also worship with your life. Worship with your life. Romans 12 goes on to say that we all have different gifts and some of us, we, we encourage and others of us give generously and other of, others of us are gonna be leaders and other, others of us need to show mercy. And there are these really practical things that are set in front of us. Some of you need to worship God by forgiving your friend. Some of you need to worship God by not holding things so tightly and wanting control of your life. Maybe you need to to let go. Some of you need to worship God by instead of letting other people serve you and do things for you, doing something for someone else, serving someone else. Some of you guys need to give grace to people You're really hard, maybe even on yourself or or on the people around you. Some of you need to encourage your friends or not your friends instead of tearing them down. But in the next few weeks, we're going to walk through and we're going to see, because all throughout Scripture, we see people in whatever situation they're in. Whether it's a good situation or a bad situation, we see people walking through their life worshiping in every moment. And they are open, they are ready, they are saying, God, we recognize who you are, and so because of that, we are willing and ready to worship you. With our songs, with our actions, with our words, with our thoughts, in every moment and in every way, we are ready and open and willing to worship you, whether you are struggling with doubt, whether you want to give in to temptation or whether you are experiencing great a victory in your life, whether things look good. It looks the same to worship God. So I'm gonna pray for you and then we are going to worship together right now to the God who deserves all of it. He, he deserves our full attention. He deserves all of our thoughts. We get to do that right now in a very specific way together. Let's pray. Father, thank you for worship. Thank you that you are not a God who just does things in this world while we sit and watch, but that you are a God who lets us respond to you. I pray that you would help us understand what it means to live our lives in response to who you are. Would you give us hearts that want to worship you and minds that want to be transformed by you? In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. We hope that this teaching is helping you discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. If you're interested in learning more about Christ Church, visit us online at cco.church.